are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power hey everybody welcome to the power producers podcast and on this episode we're actually going to talk about what we tried to talk about on the last episode and then the rabbit hole turned into an on-the-fly decision just to record that episode on the rabbit hole now that i have you thoroughly confused (laughs) we're going to talk about the different stages of the sales process yeah and this precipitated from what actually started the last rabbit hole. So I'm going to do my best to stay on focus on this one and not <laughs> we get should, off track. We should just talk about a completely separate topic again. Yeah, well, we, we already pulled that off. And I think that one turned out no, it pretty did. darn it was good. good. But I think that people get confused. And this goes back to the, 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 the time I spent up in, in Georgia. And this is something that I think that a lot of people who are not necessarily new to insurance, but new to middle market and beginning to make that shift from selling a policy to solving a problem experience and run into. And I, at at first I, I was, I just couldn't understand what, why they kept asking. And then finally it clicked. I'm like, obviously number one, they're continuing to ask me the same question because I'm not answering it in a way that's giving them what they want. But number two, it's because everything that they have done to this point revolves around the fact that they get the deal done based on the insurance piece. Right. And I don't. Right. Never. So the question was what, what the, how the different, yeah, so this this agency that I'm working with um, brought in a new producer, completely green, which is cool. The dude is like he'll do very very well, and he he understands like not understands, but just doesn't care about rejection and getting in front of people and all sure. that. So that's good. Yep. But you know, we're trying to figure out, or they were trying to figure out, like what is what are the different stages of the process? You know how how do we know where everything is? And so. This agency um, has a CRM mm-hmm. that they've had, uh, haven't really used it at all. And so as we were talking about the different stages of the sales process, naturally, I moved immediately to, well, it really doesn't do any good if you have stages if you're not using your CRM with said stages. Because the whole point of having stages of the sales process is to be able to look and see where your pipeline is at any given time, but also be able to have accurate projections for the future is to where things drop off in that process. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and also to see trends. Like if, if I'm getting stuck every time at, um, 
quote received or what just to use one of ours right and and i right and, you know and then i go to present it and and by the way that was a horrible example and i also used said example because that is actually a stage of what we have what? in hubspot why is it why is it a horrible example though well for starters because it involves the insurance and it's a quote right so what well, I'm, okay. let me tell you what i'm talking about all right i'm talking about how we go from lead to suspect okay to okay. prospect to closed one or closed loss. I got you. Obviously, there's stages inside of the insurance transaction once that happens. But you know, truthfully, that's not when we get hired. Yeah. So what I'm what I was talking about is more like, you know, when we look at something, a lead is a lead is a lead. It's nothing. It's just somebody's name. It's a company name. We have no information on them. We have no way into them. A lead is what we give Marvin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on his call list to call and try and get an appointment set up. I guess my I guess a where suspect. I was going with that was it, it'll help you identify what areas of your game you need to work on. But that's it yeah. is. It, it, no, but I agree with you. And you're 100% on point, but you're just in a different part yeah. of the process than I I'm got you. I so got now you. that we're on the same yep. page, that's exactly where I was headed with mm -hmm. that. And so for us, you know, that is a lead. A lead is the download from the Department of Financial Services database of all the workers' comp policies renewing for the month. That's a lead. Yeah. What are you going to do with that? You know, for us, we put it into HubSpot and we then go through some of our, our stuff that we do. And we'll talk about that for a little mm -hmm. bit. But that's for Marvin. Leads go to sure. Marvin. Leads go to us to research to determine if those are things we're going to do cold call marketing drops to. Right. And so that's your first area of fall off is how many things do you lose from being a lead to getting to a suspect? But for me, I don't really pay attention to that part. I pay, we don't even, if you look at how we have HubSpot set up, technically HubSpot doesn't even start until they're a suspect, mm -hmm. okay? And for everybody listening, there's a reason why that's the case. We can have an unlimited number of companies in the CRM. Mm -hmm. We don't get charged. I could have 100,000 companies in HubSpot and I'm not gonna get charged. But the second that we put in an email address and a, and a name for a contact and that contact record is created that associates with that company, mm -hmm. that goes against the number of contacts we're allowed to have. So purposefully, we upload all the companies and we do all of our preliminary research and we organize everything there so we can see some level of fall off, but the real rubber hits the road for us when we're in the, we um, the contact info in. We're, yeah, we're in, we put the contact info, and, and the reason why that happens is because we've done the marketing drop, or Marvin We've determined that they may the, be somewhat qualified. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, and then a suspect is, for us, so just to clarify for everybody, our, our stages of our sales process are lead, suspect, prospect, closed one, closed lost. Lead is, like I said, it's anything. Suspect means we have had some level of interaction with them, period. That's it. Could have been a phone call, could have been a reply to an email, could have been a cold call marketing drop, could have been you know, Marvin calling to, to talk to them and he was able to get a name and an email address whether they booked the appointment or not. Mm -hmm. Now they're a suspect because we've had some level of interaction. Right. Suspects are who we hardcore market to. Right. The suspects are who we're gonna go create our drop lists from. Marvin's call list will generate suspects, but he's not calling suspects. Suspects go to the producers. Yep. And so once Marvin has called that lead and has confirmed an appointment, automatically they turn into a suspect because the producers, we've had interaction, the producer's gonna go there. The caveat is 
that it goes from a suspect to a prospect when they give us actionable information. Right. Now you've given me something. You've given me your loss runs. You've given me your mod worksheet, and you want me to go and do a mod analysis for you, and you expect me to come back and present work product for you. That That is a prospect to me because now we're talking about having an opportunity to get a deal. Correct. And then when we do that, we go, we, we go back, we present our work product. One of two things happens. It's either closed one, and we get the account, yep. or it's closed lost, and we roll them right back into the suspect phase, and we continue to drip market. One of the it. things that I think is is big too when they are closed loss is it forces you to put in the reason why. And in other CRMs that I've used that are not HubSpot, it's not a requirement to do that. It's just, you can just mark them lost and then be done. And then next year you circle back, you're like shit. You know what the hell happened with that with that particular prospect? And I think that that's a, a big part of it. You know, to, to continue that process in the right direction. No, I agree. And and the reason number one, you can overanalyze all of this stuff. And you know, I've seen pipelines before that have like 15 different stages in them. It's too much. You don't need that for the sales process. No. You don't, you don't need that for sales. I can understand that, you know, if you're selling it based on the insurance, it looks a lot more like what our personal lines inbound lead pipeline looks like that literally has 15 columns in it. Yeah because you could have quotes, quotes getting modified, quotes in process, blah, 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 all, all stuff that you know is just crazy. But what I like about it is, now you have the ability to see, here's the number of raw leads that I started out with, and of those raw leads, this is the percentage of those that turned into suspects for any given time period. And by the way, it's gonna change every month. You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna know, I can't go and say that if I have a thousand leads, I'm going to end up with 400 suspects every single month. It's not going to happen because things can change there. You could you could have a thousand leads, and if you only reached out to 200 of them and 40 of them, you still you still have 800 leads in there. So the percentages mm -hmm. in that stage of it are really not measurable in a good way to me. Okay, uh, to go from lead to suspect, I'm more interested in suspect to prospect because that tells me okay this is somebody that we have gone in and done a marketing drop for so they became a uh, they became a suspect mm -hmm. we called them back and we were able to get an appointment and they agreed to give us actionable information mm -hmm. so now they're a prospect and we're going to meet with them so i want to see that conversion and then i want to see the conversion from prospect to client yeah. but the thing i think where people get tripped up when they hear hear us talk about our sales process is that they, they can't reconcile the fact that we're closing business without insurance involved in it, yet we're an insurance agency. And that the insurance piece comes in after the fact. So for me, if I'm leading with workers comp, it really doesn't have anything to do with the renewal or the when the policy was written. It has to do with the fact I'm gonna lead based on the, the mod or the other things that I go in and talk about. And so for me, if you look at how it works, a suspect, when I go in and talk to them and get them to turn into prospect, the very first meeting, because people always want to know, tell me, tell me what the first meeting looks like. Mm -hmm. The first meeting is a fact finding. Yep. That's it. It's, it's and my only goal from that first meeting is to get them to commit, to give us information and to book the second meeting. So just like on the last episode, when I went down that rabbit hole, you know, I told those guys, I'm like, this was a textbook call for me because I know that this is gonna be a long play, but if you listen to what I did, 
I booked my meeting for August 3rd yeah. on that call. Even though it's five months right. away, I still booked the meeting and got her buy-in on that. And then I'm going to formalize that by sending the meeting request. But I think people are con get confused that, you know, first meeting, first meeting, first meeting. That's fact-finding. Mm -hmm. The real... The real meat of what we do happens when we go back and we present work products. Sure. That's it. Yeah. We're, I mean, and we've and talked so, about it a number of times, like we're not going to close or we shouldn't really close on that first appointment unless something is really, really never. wrong. Right. And, and that's, that should be a red flag. If you're, if you're going to close on that first appointment, there's something, there's something else behind the scenes maybe that you don't know everything about in, in my experience. Yep, I agree. So, yep, I agree. Anyways, didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but I mean, I think that's the thing. So if you look at it, you know, we get the information, then we go back for that meeting. And in that meeting, that's when we just absolutely go in and destroy, you know, whatever's going on in there. Sure. You know, whether it's the mod audit or talking about light duty or putting in learning management system or any of the other things that we do. And I mean, I got to tell you, man, some of these reports that Magic has on them are ridiculous compared to what I've seen in the past. Yeah. I did one for a guy that is in... Um, that is in Killing Commercial that um, had a, a ton of losses in it, but I showed him how to do it. And, and what I liked about that was that they had this, they have this one report that uh, has circles on it and it shows you based on, you know, whether it was lifting or struck by, struck against, all of that. It the shows you injury. on the circle and then it's different, yeah, different uh, or cause of injury yeah, cause. rather. Right. Um, but it shows you like the percentages in different colors. It's very easy to read. And so we did this and I told him, I'm like, dude, you can go in and literally use this slide on the first meeting and here's how you're going to do that. And so basically if we looked at this one deal and I, I'm not going down a rabbit hole, this is exactly what I would use in that, in that meeting. Um, but if you go into that meeting and you, and you put this in front of the prospect, how I would do that is I would identify that, 65% of their losses come from slips and falls, struck by, struck against. Mm -hmm. In this particular case, this was a behavioral health facility. So so struck by meant you just got punched in the face, <laughs> essentially. Fat Paul, or what was the kid's name? Yeah, Fat, fat Paul. Paul. Yeah, I forgot about Fat Paul. Um, I'm glad and you did not we're forget back. about Fat Paul. Yeah, Fat Paul rears his <laughs> fat head again. Anyhow... Um, but if you can go in there and show them that you can kill 65% of their problems just by focusing on these three areas, you're golden, mm -hmm. man. And so the, the migration of that is you go in, you use your magic report to show those top loss drivers, and then you immediately show them here inside of ThinkHR is the, are the tools that we can use in a learning management system in a compliance situation to drive an impact there. And that's exactly that's exactly the strategy that that I would mm -hmm. use if I went in there. And so I don't want people when they hear us talk about our sales cycles and in first meeting and this and that and the other, you got to remember man when when we're selling, we're not I mean this is not some BS shtick that we've built just to have a podcast. We're not selling insurance. Yeah. It, it it's just not the case. I mean, think about this. We just had that renewal Zoom meeting with your client, you know, earlier this week on Monday. Yeah. And I, I recorded it and I posted it in the private community so those guys could all see like what a renewal meeting looked. And I did it for a very specific reason mm -hmm. because we really didn't even spend much time talking about the insurance. There was no formal proposal template, none of no. that. 
It was a it was a hundred percent conversational mm-hmm. about here's what we're you know here's what I think here here's what I think there. There was some objection in there when we got to the auto part, which I felt like we did a very good job of overcoming. Yeah, quickly and right and and it wasn't. I don't think it was even an objection in the sense that like. Uh, how do, how it wasn't that this? they didn't want yeah, us to look right. at it. It was because they had fear about a claim yes. scenario, and it was so technically yes, it's classified in as right. a, as an objection. Right, right. But it wasn't because they didn't want us to be able to help them. It's because they were afraid. No, but you're, that I mean, if your we point tried on that to was help huge them. too. It, it made perfect sense. Like because of the claims, you know, we don't even though we're way out. Their renewal for that is in December. Obviously, right now it's yeah. end of March. So. Yeah. You know what's the point in looking at it now? That's what everybody's mindset is because it's like we've talked about. That's how people are conditioned over the years by insurance agents. And the point that you brought up was so that we don't get stuck. Like if if the incumbent carrier is going to end up issuing a non renewal, you don't want to be sitting there at you know Thanksgiving not having not having <laughs> an option, right? So I think that was especially with the number of vehicles they have yeah, because they're going to get shell 40 vehicles and they had they had uh, I haven't seen the claims which I need to get from them but I mean what I, I can't I cannot believe on 40 vehicles that the premium is what it looked like on that you sent over to I know. there's got to be some endorsements and some things it would be good to get an, an idea of what the actual annualized premium is but you know it goes back to this this is this is the main point that I wanted to articulate to everybody. If you're not focused on selling the insurance piece and you have a legitimate value proposition to solve a business problem, that is something you can do 12 months out of the year. Mm-hmm. But if you're focusing on the insurance piece and that's how you think you're going to win accounts, you can only do that in the window around renewal. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why we've been able to scale. And over the course of my career, I've been able to bring good middle market accounts on because I'm not focused on only engaging with them around the X date. And I'm able to go in and sell them on that value proposition and get them to hire us regardless of when their renewal Mm -hmm. is. And the fact is that I've talked about it before. You have a decision to make in some cases we can get compensated before we ever place the insurance because we can go in and find aggravated inequities on the mod, file those and split the recoveries 50-50 with the client to give me enough to fund the activity. Or if it's the right account, I'll make the decision is the agency principle that we'll go ahead and invest in you and not get paid with the understanding that when the insurance renews, we're going to handle the entire process. Mm And the way I protect myself in that is I have them sign the agent of record letters regardless of when it is. Right. So sometimes the carriers will accept them, you know, midterm. Sometimes they won't. But I don't even care about that. I want it to be the outward symbol that that person is consciously saying, I'm firing the guy that represents me right now. I'm hiring David Mm -hmm. and nothing is going to change that. And as long as I have that, I, I can tell you this. I can't think of a time off the top of my head. There may have been one, but I can't think of a time off the top of my head where I've done that and been burnt. Yeah. I, I can't think of right. one. Um, and, and it works well. The other thing you can do is if you're going to go in and help clean some stuff up and maybe the mod's okay, but they need help with training and everything else, put them on a service fee. 
charge them a fee for that time that you're working for them. And then, you know, when the when the policy comes time to renew, one thing you could do is you could write the policies, net a commission, and you can take some level of what they've already prepaid you and apply that so that you're maybe not making as much on the renewal, but you've been paid for the 12 months. You just have to do the math and figure out what's going to be equitable for you. But I, I just think that if people understood how easy it is to, to sell insurance when you're not selling insurance, yeah. everybody would be doing it. And so understanding those stages and how it applies, it doesn't have to be just workers' comp. You know, you could do that with auto problems, GL problems, anything, property issues. I mean, there are people who were who just renewed in February that are going to get shellacked when their renewal comes next year because they renewed before the property rate increases mm -hmm. hit. It's perfectly acceptable to be talking to them right now. Yeah. And say by the way, you're going to get shellacked. <laughs> so and you have to say that you're going to get shellacked. Yeah. It, it, shellacked is by it's, far the best it's term. It's the best. There's only one other term that I like better. And it's one that the MMA announcers use when a guy just gets freaking put to sleep right on the spot. And that is starched. starched. You're, starched. you're just getting starched at your renewal. It's a good one. Oh, I love that. I'm going to start using that. But I mean, I think, you know, I don't want to be the dead horse, you know, beat, beat the horse to death or a dead horse anymore, whatever it is. I don't, I sound like Biden now. <laughs> um, the guy who handles the thing, you know? But anyhow, yeah. Uh, I, I would have to know, imagine that there's just you, not a lot of formalized um, uh, processes like that for, for some of the smaller agencies. And that's. And that's kind of why yeah, we're talking about they, this. They've never been exposed to it. I like, mean, because they're an insurance agency, it's not their fault. Right. You know, I don't blame anybody for that. But like they may have a process, but it doesn't stay the same, and it kind of uh, th th there's not segments that they can put it into where things are 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 trackable, which is the whole point is, is to is to see right. That's kind of what we let off talking about. Even though I was talking about something different, it still applies to to this. And the thing too, the thing about this, we could have somebody in the suspect phase that's in the suspect phase for eight months. Yeah, we could go make them a suspect today. If I go, if I left this podcast and went out and did a marketing right. drop, and somebody said, you know what? Um, yeah, I want to meet with sure. you and, and de determine if we're going to move further, but it needs to be like six or seven months from now when I'm more comfortable and I don't have as much on my plate. Okay, that's fine. Right. You're still going to sit in the suspect phase. I'm not going to make you a prospect until I physically have that, that information in my hand. And again, I would rather have a pipeline full of suspects that I've had, you know, talks with as opposed to starting from scratch, trying to book appointments around the next day. I agree with you. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that too. You've got to have both. That's why we have Marvin. You've got to. You've yeah, got to have, have Marvin both for sure. Yeah. So anyhow, well, listen, everybody. I hope you have a great mm. weekend because we're done, and you need to be thinking about this stuff in a different way than you have before. Because if you're not happy with how much money you've been making, it's because you've been doing things the same way the whole time. Stick your toe in the water. It's warm. Come on in. Join us. There's plenty. There's See ya. Plenty. Plenty of water. You've been listening to Power Producers Shop Talk. You can follow us at the Power Producers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to take your game to the next level, check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit Amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book, The Extra Two Minutes.